Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, time for another spiritual tune-up. Wow. Breathless, heartbroken, shocked, and thrilled over what's been transpiring in the United States since the George Floyd murder and the riots and uprising that are everywhere. And just like on Friday, I cannot not speak about this and not share more from a spiritual perspective to fellow creators. Almost everybody watching this right now understands their personal responsibility. Most everyone watching this right now, given uh, my genre, is aware that they are a divine unlimited creator. And so I want to begin by stating the obvious and and that is yes no matter what your color is no matter what your socioeconomics are no matter when you were born into these hallowed sacred jungles of time and space you are all powerful and you create your reality 24 7 365 days a year but a lifetime in space is but a lifetime and we choose many for different reasons, different lessons to learn, different types of love to express, including self-love, um, learning how to be vocal about what we want, whether it's love or our needs. Uh, and, and so the stage of every single life is radically different than those of other lives. And while it is true and accurate and fair to say that we are all divine creators and if there's something we don't like, we can change it, all of us, no exceptions, too often what's overlooked is the underlying implication that all else is equal. When in reality, when in our reality, in these sacred jungles of time and space, nothing else is equal. We didn't all get born of the same parents. We didn't all get born of the same skin color. We didn't all get born with a silver spoon in our mouths. And therefore, our experiences are radically different. Right now on planet Earth, it's a really primitive time. We're all ignorant. We're all naive, mostly to our power and the truth of our divinity. But different quarters, different realms are more ignorant than others. So to say, hey, you make your own reality, can't you figure that out? You should be able to do better for yourself is grotesque and unfair and not reasonable at all. Is it true? Yes. Does it paint a clear picture? Absolutely not. As I shared with you on Friday, 
if your neighbor's house was burning down, would you say, hey, you make your own reality. I made my reality and my house is not burning down. You know, you're going to learn from this and your next house won't burn down. No, you would throw caution to the wind and you would throw your heart, mind and soul and run into that burning house to save whoever you could possibly save without any thought of your life. This is the nature of humanity and this is who we really are. But in our big complex world, we've lost sight of people being our neighbors and our brothers and sisters, whether they live in Brooklyn or Alabama or La Jolla, California or in Mumbai, India. We're all of the same divinity. We're all in this together. And it is gotten to such a degree that to break this down really small, instead of talking globally, because it's way too overwhelming with all the religions and all the beliefs and all the extremists, if you lived in a little village of 100 people, simple, right? And 20 of those people suppressed another 20 people. So 40 people in this equation, 60 people, these are wacky made up numbers. I have no idea what the priority, the, the percentages would be. But <clears throat> you've got 20 people suppressed by another 20 people. And there's 60 other people who are living their lives and they're discovering that they're divine creators and that their thoughts become things. Historically, what we've done on a planetary level is turn a blind eye to the 20% offending the other 20%. It's not my life. Hey, I'm busy. I've got mouths to feed. But in a village, you wouldn't do this, would you? In a village, you'd be like, you know, there's something wrong with this. Something needs to be said. What should be done? This is really a very difficult question. And I don't know the answer other than what I shared on Friday to go within and ask yourself, where does love call me? But here are some things that I think if we lived in a village of 100 and you were one of the 20 being suppressed, thereby less likely to know of your divinity because you're struggling, less likely to know of your power because you're trying to save your life. Or if you were one of the 20 oppressors, this would be a hard message to get to you. But I think it would be fair to say that you would make some kind of gesture. And to put it another way, this is what love is calling me to do. To make a couple of statements right now that, that are too often not made and perhaps have never been made by me. Um, at a minimum, at a minimum, given this historical indifference on the planet and in my hypothetical village of 100 people, if you're in one of the 60% and your life is nice, at a minimum, would it be fair to say that racism is real and widespread in our village? I think it would be fair to say that. I'm not even pointing fingers. It would be fair to say, and I am saying it now as an American, that racism is alive and deep-rooted and widespread throughout every one of our great 50 states, and I'm sure in the territories. I think that's fair to say. That is not a political statement. I think it's also fair to say that our institutions, just like many of us heretofore, have completely turned a blind eye to it.
I'm not saying that they're racist. I'm saying that they've done nothing about it, not even acknowledged it. And in some cases in our recent past, um, sides have been chosen in the political arena and it's blatant and clear for all to see. So I think it would be fair to say if you were one of the 60 people in a hypothetical village of 100 where 20 people have denied the rights and denied the, neg the negativity, the divinity, the dignity is the word I was looking for, of the other 20, it would be fair to say that we have turned a blind eye to it individually, many of us, and through our institutions. Um, would it be fair to say, if you were so inclined, that you support the protesters wholeheartedly to the depths and the roots of your being? I think it would. I think it'd be the right thing to do, to say the very least, if not go out and march with them. It's your call. Of course, violence has no place in these sacred jungles of time and space. But 99.9% .9 of the protesters are not violent. So would it be fair to say, let's call it out, it's the first step towards healing. Fair to say that we've turned a blind eye to it, that we've completely ignored it, that our institutions have done nothing about it, nor have we asked them to do anything about it. Um, would it be fair to say, would it be reasonable to say, I support the protesters? I might duly support the protesters. My heart breaks. I'm heartbroken. I feel powerless. Um, this is what love is calling me to do. Uh, historically, and this is probably the toughest one for many of you, some of you to hear. Those not oppressed, like me, have unwittingly benefited from the oppression. Now, I had to wrap my head around this because on the surface, like, I'm not a racist. Everybody thinks that about themselves. But um, have I benefited from it? I, I, I go out and I create my own reality. I have dreams and I step into them. I have my own demons and my own fears. And that's how most of the 60% in my hypothetical village believe. But here is where we can indisputably see our, our benefit from not voicing our concern against racism economically. Those disadvantaged, those who have been stripped of their dignity since they arrived in shackles to the United States, who were dumped out onto the street when slavery ended, who were not given full vocal voting rights until my generation. You think slavery ended hundreds of years ago and this doesn't belong in the conversation? It's alive and well today and its remnants haunt us. See the obvious. I'm not blaming you if you're white. This has nothing to do with your whiteness. But it's like if we don't talk about the situation, if we don't say, hey, there is horrific denial of dignity to people, generation after generation, what do they do for a living? They don't go to school. They don't believe in themselves. They think less of themselves. And then they take low-paying, ridiculous, insane, offensive, minimum wage payments and then we tell them it's your fault you don't have health insurance in the United States where everyone's free you can go get it themselves and because they're working for nothing for peanuts those of us get cheaper products cheaper groceries cheaper Amazon purchases cheaper everything anyone who is not sticking up 
for those who are oppressed and they're all over the country and those who are being uh, the word has escaped me um, not segregated um, anyway we're benefiting even if you don't want to benefit from it so do what love calls you to do post something about positive protesting post something benign go to the my author page at Facebook right now there is a post about a police officer who is trying to turn the protest into a parade that's what love called him to do there's nothing violent about it it's an acknowledgement that we have grotesque inequality in the United States we have immense that word is escaping me um, suppression immense racism in the United States even if it's a little it's disastrous for families this is what love has called me to do uh, I might be called to add on to this tomorrow I might never go there again I'd love to know what your comments are below I know from experience that there will be white people out there who hear me saying these thoughts and they're gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna apologize for my whiteness if that's your position you haven't heard a word I've said this is not about pointing fingers this is about recognizing the truth of oppression and segregation and the lack and denial of dignity of our brothers in the United States and our sisters in the United States and of course there are other flashpoints and other forms of discrimination against other races and Native Americans um, until we can at least say hey it's going on hey we're benefiting from it hey let's do something about it and really do something about it uh, it's going to continue and there's going to be more videos and more videos there's been an unending stream of videos documenting the facts of what I've been speaking about these are facts this is not political okay wish you all love and wish you all truth and uh, this does not deny that all of us have power to change our circumstances but it does acknowledge that it's not a level playing field once you arrive into these jungles of time and space and you aren't being told of how powerful you are to the opposite you're being shown that you're not worthy we can fix this jumbo fellow adventurers what's going on in the world welcome back to your next spiritual tune-up i did take yesterday off in observation of blackout tuesday uh, that's part of what's going on but there's something deeper than blackout tuesday there's something deeper than the riots there's something deeper than the protest there's something deeper than coronavirus and that is an explanation of how did we get where we are right now in the simplest of terms uh, and my answer to you is coming from deductive reasoning going within spending a lifetime thinking about this kind of stuff supplemented and confirmed by a few amazing books and I, I, I list those books everywhere I go they're in the back of most of my books but if you're interested at tut.com tut.com under resources <clears throat> there is the things we love or recommended reading or something like that there's about 15 books that have just lit me on fire so between my own introspection and the books I've read this is what's going on right now consciousness evolves okay 
just like we evolve, uh, just like human beings grow from baby to teenage years, to adulthood, to senior years, there's this nonstop expansion of consciousness. God is constantly expanding. Call it the universe, call it divine mind. Uh, there's no stagnation in this reality. Everything continues to grow. And there is such a thing as growing pains. Right now, as we grow individually, so do we grow as a global community. And if you will, you've heard me talk before in these earlier tune-ups about baby souls, old souls, just as an individual's soul evolves through greater and greater wisdom, call it higher vibrations, call it moving towards the light. A lot of that is woo-woo, but life is woo-woo. Okay? But just call it maturity for right now. As an individual grows closer, more into the light, so does a community and so does a planetary uh, population. And generally, there's a lot of commonality. Although in any community and or on a planet, there are baby souls at the same time as there are old souls. But collectively, if you could do a weighted average you would find that on planet Earth, here and now, that the collective soul age, the collective maturity levels are, for lack of another benchmark, I would say, teenage, late teenage years moving into early adulthood. We're going from raw, raw, look at me, aren't I great, hey everybody, without realizing that there are consequences to our decisions um, and repercussions of us discovering our powers, moving into young adulthood when it's like, who's going to clean up this mess? Mom, dad, where are you? You know, this never happened before because we were in a state of ignorance. On planet Earth right now, we are in very primitive times. We are not um, nearly as evolved as where we're going. And we're going there very quickly. And it's all very positive. And it's super exciting. But there are growing pains. So right now, individually and collectively, we're going from the darkness, if you will, uh, Stone Age, into the light, into truth, into a recognition of our supernatural divinity and the responsibilities that go hand in hand with power. You know, Superman's grandpa said it, with great power comes great responsibility and vice versa. And it's like, this is a lot for an individual, for a human being, for the physical body, or for our psyches to handle, including we're all going through it together. Now, some are more mature soul age-wise, and many are less mature, and they don't even know the difference between right and wrong, baby souls. So we're moving into our power. It's really awkward. It's really embarrassing. We're finding our responsibilities and discovering we shirk them. And it's like, no, I can't be that bad. I can't be that person. And it is just like mind-blowing. Although we don't see it in these terms, we think it's same old, same old, and something's changing, but it's not me, and it must be you, and it must be because you're a Republican, or you're a Democrat, or you're a communist, or you're a capitalist. Or... It's like, it can't be me. And it's like, it's all of us. And so... When an individual goes through angst and turmoil and they want to go left and they want to go right and they want to be good, but they want to have fun and they think these things don't add up together, they break down. 
They break down emotionally. They break down into tears. They break down into a fever. They break down into disease. They get sick and laid up for a week. Uh, they need surgery. They get, you know, every ailment imaginable when there's a bottleneck here in an individual. There is disease here, dis-ease. The same thing happens in a civilization. And when the whole planet is going through, I'm powerful, I'm responsible, you're good, I'm bad, on, on, and like all these definitions and I can't handle it. Plague, disease, uh, infections, earthquakes, tidal waves, humongous storms, all of that. You, you don't think that the weather and plate tectonics uh, is primary and we are secondary, do you? We're living a dream. We live in a dream world. And yes, there's physical laws that all seem to tie together based on all of our thoughts. We create the weather. Our harmony brings better weather. Our discord brings worse weather. And the same with the trembling in the ground and the same with pandemics and diseases. It's a physical ailment of internal turmoil. So this is what's going on. And when people are faced with truths that they haven't acknowledged before, and you could say innocently, uh, without fault, without blame. It's like, you know, the teenager just didn't realize he, he or she had to pay the car insurance bill or the insurance would be terminated. It's just like, hey, man, I'm cool. You got to be kidding. Mom, pay the bill. It's too late. I don't have insurance. It's like, it's quite innocent. And well, here's some of the things that we're waking up to that we were naive and therefore blind to without blaming anybody. This is some of the stuff that's coming up. Our oneness that I am you and you are me and I am your brother. You are my sister. You are my brother. We are one in the most literal, absolute ways, not kind and not sort of, we're not just of the same family. I mean, you're another part of me and I'm another part of you, all of us. And when one falls, we all fall. Something else that we just have very conveniently not noticed is that racism is rampant in the world and alive and well in the United States. And, and notice that people who are racist, 99% of the time, they don't even know it. Very few racists are proud racists, acknowledged racists. Most people who are not, who, most people who are racist would never believe it if they were, they were confronted with their racism. And it's like, what is this? Who are you? And another thing, privilege. We've been blind to it. It's real as can be. Uh, it's everywhere. White privilege is everywhere. Wake up and see it. Go to my home, go to my author page at Facebook right now and look at the dialogue because of what we posted yesterday and look at the rationale. There's a lot of rationale for understanding that there's uh, white privilege and Black Lives Matter. And there is a lot of resistance with no explanation as to why those are trite and meaningless and divisive. We have been blind to our oneness, blind to the existence of racism, blind to privilege. And here's another one. We have, we can clearly see that there has been a huge divergence between religion and spirituality. It's like they don't even mean the same thing anymore. 
I don't think they ever did mean much the same, but now it's like night and day. How do you reconcile that? You've been taught to be a good spiritual person, and so you've been religious, but now religion has nothing to do with spirituality. We got to ask some hard questions. Do I have privilege? Am I part of the answer? Um, do I uh, practice a philosophy that is not doing any good? Um, another one, failure of extreme politics. Whether you're on the extreme left or the extreme right, um, communism, socialism can curb personal freedoms. There are examples of socialism around the world today in some of the so in, in Norway and New Zealand and Germany, where they have a much higher standard of living than the United States. So socialism, communism can curb freedoms. Capitalism. Just look at what's going on in the world today. It's an amazing idea. But left unchecked, it fosters extreme, excruciating class inequities. So it's like, all of us, no matter what your mindset, are invited to look within. The truth is the truth. It is here. There is no going back as we move into the light. The question is, how will you handle these irrevocable changes and these irrevocable revela revelations? Will you resist? Will you want to make America great again? That's going back to the old, denying that our vibrations are rising. Or will you embrace through introspection and wonder, how else can I view life? How else can I approach my power? How else can I help with unity? Um, that is the question. Uh, and I leave it for you to debate and to post on your walls. There's no turning back. If you can't feel it now, uh, something's changed. Something's different. This is the new normal. And it's going to be difficult and really awkward for a good long time. But it's the beginning of a healing that is long overdue. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley for another spiritual tune-up here. Wow, what a, what a week. Uh, thanks for all the posts. Thanks for your comments and your engagement below on Instagram and Facebook. It means the world to me and it really helps get the word out. If this is resonating with you, um, then continue. Uh, I've had a couple of comments, uh, oh, a lot of comments uh, about, you know, Mike, you're creating a platform for divisiveness. So, so you know, the analytics here, um, it's around 95% in favor of my posts, 5%, a very loud 5% unhappy with my posts. Um, in fact, when it comes to smiley faces and emoticons, <clears throat> less than half of 1%, less than half of 1% are negative. Although you wouldn't know that by looking um, at, a, at a glance for some of the anger <clears throat> at the page. Today, I got a great question to answer posed by you. Anybody watching, please post below Instagram, Facebook, what your questions are so that you can uh, understand the nature of reality, your power and the infinite possibilities before all of us. And this question I might categorize as quite advanced. At least it's calling a lot out of me to be able to put words to the answer. I think for many of you, it'll be a, a no brainer, very, very easy. 
uh, those of you who are um, emotionally brilliant, but it's the intellect that, that blinds us so much to truth. The question goes something like this. I'm paraphrasing a question that I have seen three or four times in the last two weeks. Mike, as you share and many others share, we live uh, in, an in an illusionary world where our thoughts become things, where we are of the divine, by the divine, for the divine, where there are zero mistakes, where ultimately in the grand scheme of things, everything is fair. Everyone's learning the right lesson at the right time. Everyone is dealing with issues that they're able to move beyond. Everyone's given dreams that they can make come true. It's all happening in the heart of God. There's not God out there. It's all happening. So Mike, given the utter stunning brilliance and perfection pertaining to the nature of reality and these sacred jungles of time and space, isn't it contradictory to start protesting? Isn't it contradictory to, to you know, wave a banner and say black lives matter or there's white privilege or there's like look everything is unfolding divinely isn't this a contradiction cool question huh so i'll let you feel that one a little bit zero contradiction just because everything's perfect doesn't mean that it's set in stone doesn't mean that there aren't variables, doesn't mean that there aren't options, doesn't mean there isn't love. I mean, with the perspective that the question comes from, you know, if it's all so perfect and there's meaning and order in the timing and the unfolding of every single manifestation, good, bad, and absolutely hideous, you know, why would you protest? Let me take that further, that line of thinking. Why would you follow your heart? It's all perfect. It's already done. Why would you follow your heart? Why would you follow a dream? Why would you care about anything? Why would you want to be a better manifester? It's all perfect. There's meaning in everything. You can sit and watch Netflix uh, until you die. Why, why? Why even be alive if it's already uh, perfect and uh, full of meaning and full of order and totally fair? Do you see? It's like, wait a minute. These aren't the same track. You're asking if it's all perfect, why care or lift a finger for other people? You have no trouble seeing that you care and lift a finger for your own life, right? And I'm not, this is a great question. I'm not trying to uh, belittle the questioner. It's a really great question. Um, does it even make a difference to do self-improvement? Does it even make a difference to share like I'm sharing right now? Uh, when I read some of the comments like I did just the other day about the person who now sees something different than they've ever seen it in their whole life, it's like so fun. And the answer to your question, my hypothetical, why bother, why care, why be a better manifester, why pursue your dreams, why? Because it's fun, because you can, because it's there, because it's an adventure, an adventure that's impossible without believing in the illusions as we believe in the illusions. Time, space, and matter. 
by believing in the lies of here versus there, now versus then, have versus have not. It's like game on. You forget that you're everywhere always at once. You forget that you're the eyes and the ears of the divine. And you're here and you want to go there. And you have not and you want to have. And so there's this great adventure that comes from going into the illusions where there are infinite possibilities of how each day will unfold. And you get to decide decide how it will unfold based on your chosen focus. The reason you want to follow your dreams and be a better manifester is for your love, your joy, your fun, your adventure. And what did we talk about yesterday when we talked about things that are being overlooked uh, in this primitive time in space on planet earth where we really are emerging from the caves spiritually speaking going from our raw raw teenage years reckless and irresponsible to suddenly realizing there are consequences to me pursuing my bliss we said one of the things that we're overlooking is our oneness among many other examples yesterday our oneness not a hypothetical oneness not hey we all came from god so we're kind of related you are another part of me. I am another part of you. We are the same. So when you are enjoying your adventures and you're becoming a great manifester and having a lot of fun, you start cluing into these other things that you were taking for granted. Your responsibility, the needs of others, the pain and suffering of others, because they are you. They are not kind of you. They're not just brothers and sisters. I'm a reincarnational aspect of you. You are a reincarnational aspect of me. That's how we're tighter than that. You are me and I am you. We are one. We are truly one. And literally, when you help someone else, you help yourself in ways that you could probably never comprehend with a human mind. Not the least of which is to feel your power and be able to direct it towards your own love and beauty and dominion over all things experienced because you help someone else. Here's a story, a quick story I want to share with you. The other day, um, I did you know, some anonymous gifting uh, and I, I, I cringe that I'm even sharing it now because I'm not trying to be like, look, I did something good and I want you to know I'm so good. It's like, I, I, would, the, I, I thought it would be a secret forever except for my wife knows. Um, it's very minor, very, very minor, but there's a point I want to make after this that you're not expecting. Um, we're standing in line at Disney World, going to go to the Magic Kingdom with uh, my, our, our six-year-old daughter. And a long line, waiting for the tickets, buy the annual pass. Behind me in line, there's a father, a, a father all alone, with no partner, but with his daughter. A daughter about the same age as mine. And... Let me just say it, uh, he was of color. Uh, and, and I immediately got nervous. I saw him, I got nervous because I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to pay his admission, uh, him and his daughter. But then what is that going to look like? It's going to look like, oh, Mr. Uppity Up White Man is going to be so uh, benevolent and pay for the, the person of color. But I know how bad it's been for as long as people of color have been in the United States. And I know that I am so privileged and I wrestled with how do I say it without offending him, without making a scene, without other people knowing. I talked to the lady at the ticket booth. I said, this is the guy I want to offer. I don't know how he's going to take it. I went over. Um, I said, look, hey, um, I want to pay forward some good fortune. Um, and and uh, I see you here with your daughter. I'm here with my daughter. Um, 
would you let me buy your admission, you and your daughter? I didn't know if he was going to slug me. I didn't know he'd be offended. I didn't know how that was going to go. The, the, the ticket lady is kind of like, she's the only other lady who knew. Uh, and and I am had to intercept this guy further back in the line and be discreet about it. And he's like, man, you're kidding. I'm not going to say no to that. He smiled from ear to ear. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. So I went to the lady, the ticket counter. She's crying. Um, I was electrified. I was so moved. I made a difference in that guy's day. Uh, he probably remembers that it was only six months ago. Maybe I made a difference in that little girl's day. But there was one person whose day I blew to smithereens in the most wonderful way. There was one person who was rocked more than anybody. It was me. I was king of the universe. I was king of my domain. I was God come alive. I felt powerful. I felt love. I felt gratitude that I was in a privilege to be able to help somebody who would let me help them. I don't know. And immediately it came to me. It's like, it's better to give than to receive. It is so much better to give that I could be in that place, that I could see that need, that that opening, that opportunity. And please don't, uh, I'd rather not be talking about this. This is not about I am generous. This is not, you know, I could do so much better. But when I rode the monorail over to the Magic Kingdom, I mean, it was like my, my entity was like throughout extended beyond the cab. The whole day, I was in a realm I had never been my whole life. Because that's the power of of lending a helping hand. You don't have to. It's a perfect world. You don't have to make your dreams come true. It's a perfect world. You don't have to live this life. It's a perfect world. But when you get that we're all one, why wouldn't you help somebody in need? Why wouldn't you help somebody who's been, who's fallen down? Why wouldn't you help somebody who has suffered unimaginable indignity their entire life and their parents and forefathers and forefathers and forefathers because of your race? Black lives matter. White privilege is real. Why wouldn't we make a difference? It's all about love. Yes, it's already perfect, but we're playing it out to rediscover the magnificence of everything, everywhere, always. Long story. And when you realize that generosity and helping others, even though it's a perfect world, even though you don't have to, even though your house is not burning down, like I said to last Friday, um, but their house is burning down, and you realize the difference it makes through the ripples. I've heard stories that a smile from a documentary on TV stops somebody from committing suicide. A smile. You have that power and you can do more than smile. Do it your own way. Do however love calls you into action. But you can make that difference and there's nothing better. There's nothing, there's no greater manifestation than helping other people, which doesn't mean put the needs of others before your own. Take business, take care of business at home first. Further, when you realize there are people only you can reach, you know who they are. Might be a family member, a sibling, a grandparent, a neighbor. There are people only you can reach. And then there's a whole world that you can reach in a way that no one else can reach. It's like that's the answer to the question. Why care if we already live in a perfect world?
Jumbo fellow adventurers, welcome to Friday, the best Friday of your life so far, I trust. What a week, what a bunch of deep uh, subjects. Thanks for your comments, thanks for your engagement below Facebook and Instagram, YouTube as well. Uh, it, it, it makes it worthwhile for me to do these, to get the feedback that you've been giving me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. An extension of these very hot and I think very exciting topics that we've been touching on lately would be if, as I've recently shared, we are going collectively, our spiritual maturity in these primitive times, uh, spiritually speaking, from teenager to adulthood, uh, collectively, soul age, you know, we're teenagers, rah, rah, look at me, I'm awesome. And suddenly realizing there are consequences to uh, the exercising of our power and uh, that uh, ignorance is not so blissful and wow. And now we're coming to terms with a lot of awkwardness, like, oh, I didn't know that was me. I didn't know it was my fault. I didn't know I was so powerful. I didn't know you were in pain. I didn't know you were suffering. So that's what we're going through now. From here, what's next? What's, what lies ahead? Because most people have this default assumption that humanity is a base creature, very animalistic, heathen, born bad, broken, a sinner. Uh, the views as to where we go from here are, are pretty horrible based on those flawed views of what humanity is. Uh, the truth is, and I'll give you some legs to put under this table in just a moment, the, the future, the very near future is so bright, we're all going to need sunglasses. It is amazingly exciting where we're going. When you look at the nature of a human being and you see their true goodness, look at yourself that you would help uh, save somebody's life, even if it meant risking your own, that, that you know it's better to give than to receive, that you'd rather be engaged and fulfilled than sitting around all day watching TV. That's everyone's nature, unless they've been stripped and robbed of their dignity for 400 plus years, and, and, and we're solving that problem. We're moving in the right direction to correct that problem right now. But our nature, no matter your skin color, no matter your creed, no matter your religion, is to be a, a contributing member of society because everyone is so awesome and they're all your brothers and sisters. We are filled with genius. Look at us right now. Um, and in the height of our naiveties, now, as a civilization, teenagers spiritually approaching young adulthood, in the height of our ignorance, many people thinking God's an angry white man, many people thinking God is jealous and judgmental and wrathful, many thinking God has set aside a place in hell for his, some of his children. It's like so ridiculous. In spite of those kind of thoughts prevailing the world over, um, 85%, 15% think God doesn't even exist, that life is a random chance accident. Both 
you know, blow the mind as to their naiveties. When you look around at the splendor, the beauty, the harmony, the symbiotic relationships of every species, it's like, ah, it's insanely magnificent. This is not the evolution of space dust, okay? I can assure you. When you realize that we've had our head in the sands, yet in spite of ourselves, we have space stations, global cooperation, DNA technology, smartphones that can land a fleet of lunar modules. It's like suddenly you realize we are pegged to succeed, that our nature is good, that we are natural born geniuses. And even with blinders on, we succeed. Even with blinders on, the world is improving every single year. Poverty levels are dropping um, without, in every category, life is better. And yes, we have a coronavirus. And yes, we have um, inequality. And these things are part of the healing to get us on track in areas where we were really slipping and falling. But in spite of that, we've still thrived. When you get, as I've just laid out, that we are that successful, given our divine lineage, the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life because we could, immortal beings, eternal gladiators of love and joy. When you realize that that's the case, even when we're stupid, we thrive. Can you imagine where we're headed when there's a little bit more equality? Can you imagine where we're headed when we decide to take care of the planet and respect all of its creatures? Can you imagine where we're headed when everyone greets each other as a brother and a sister? Can you imagine where we're headed when we recognize and feel the love that we're bathed in 24-7 since the day we were born, no matter what our trespasses have been, no matter how wrong or mistaken we were, we are adored. We're still pushed on to greatness. We've never been judged. Can you imagine how amazing this is going to be? A life in time and space on planet Earth? There will be cooperation. There will be participation. There will be creative fulfillment. There will be just, it will be unrecognizable to the world we live in today. Future generations, perhaps my daughter, when she's an adult, they will look at our generation and the generations that immediately preceded it with utter, total disbelief. Like, how could that have gone on? How could people have been so ignorant? How could people have not seen the beauty? How could people not have moved with their heart? Because we were scared. Because we've just emerged from the caves, spiritually speaking. Because we didn't know any better. This is nobody's fault. It's the natural arc of the evolution of consciousness. It could have been pegged. In fact, Nostradamus and, and many ancient texts and scripts and modern day seers saw this coming. The Mayan calendar ended in 2012 so that a new and better one could begin. They all saw that this evolution of consciousness could be plotted on a chart and where we're going is going to blow our minds in the most wonderful way. And will we be capitalists? Will we be socialists? The, the ists and the isms will be so irrelevant. Government will be small because humanity will be taking responsibility for themselves. Individually and collectively, we will all have an elevated sense of responsibility. Everyone's going to look out for the other. Governments will be charged with two things. 
making sure that there's freedom and if necessary mandated which happens to be the case now the day is quickly coming when you won't need mandated uh freedom everyone's going to make sure everyone else is doing okay and then the other thing the government will be needed for not not um defense there's going to be too much love in the world to to think that that having bigger guns is going to make you safer um but a safety net which is mandated today needs to be mandated today but it will not be important in the future except to minimal degrees those are going to be the only functions of government ensure freedom but people are going to be wanting that anyway and, and enforcing it themselves and um safety nets um well i'm going to let you go it's already been uh nine minutes right so i've got more i could talk about on this is really exciting where we're going this is how exciting it is to be alive right now um as this civilization moves from ignorance into the light Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!